amazing. So I guess the, the first place I really want to start um, is to find out how you got started in photography. Is this something in your family or is this something you picked up on your own? Uh, this is something that I had picked up on my own. Um, actually, my uncle uh, and I had a conversation recently about it. He used to live in um, Indonesia and he was telling me a story about how he owned two Hasselblad cameras and how they were stolen. And so I'm, I was a little bit bummed to hear that because I was like, wow, that could have been two cameras I have. But, um, <laughs> but nevertheless, wow. um, I, uh, I got started a couple of years ago, um, more seriously into photography. Um, I really just wanted to do something creative with my t- spare time and, uh, just have a reason to go outside and explore, you know, places that were unfamiliar. Um, I'm originally from Arkansas, which is, um, in the Southern part of the United States. Mm-hmm. And, um, I moved to California, the Bay area originally for school. Um, and then now just to work. Um, and so, um, it was really just a reason for me to get out and, you know, just explore different places and just get a feel for, uh, the neighborhood, the city that I lived in. Um, yeah. So that's, that's pretty much how I got started. And you shoot a lot of film. So what is it that, that makes you want to shoot film? So originally when I, a couple of years ago, when I, um, got started, I originally wanted to shoot digital. Um, and at the time, my impression was that digital was going to be more expensive than film, <laughs> which, um, looking <laughs> back at that decision, I don't know if that was quite the, the right, um, assessment, but, um, you know, I wanted to learn more about photography. I wanted to learn how to manually operate a camera. And, uh, from conversations that I had with, um, people that I was interacting with, um, on Instagram, um, it seemed like film was a good route to go. And so, um, that's pretty much the reason why I started shooting film. Um, I really love it. I don't, you know, I still shoot on my phone, um, cause it's always with me. I don't always carry a film camera with me, but, um, if it's, you know, if I'm purposely going out on an afternoon to just walk around, I'll take my film camera with me. There's a pretty outdated, um, uh, especially I think maybe over here, I don't know if it's the same over there, but there's an outdated, uh, myth about film shooters that they're kind of snobs about digital photography, but I don't think that's the case anymore. I think it's just literally down to what people enjoy using. Would that be right? Yeah, for sure. I, I don't have any sort of, um, ill feelings towards people who shoot digital. Um, like I said, I still shoot on my phone quite a bit. Um, I actually sold my digital camera, um, last year. Um, simply because I wasn't using it. Um, you know, funny story. When I went to, I visited New York, um, I think it was back in 2017. Um, and I had taken my digital camera with me and my phone. And, uh, it was right, right around the time when the iPhone 10 came out. And, um, I ended up shooting with it almost 80% of the time that I was there. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I really love the camera on it. Um, like I said, it's always with me. So, if I'm, you know, walking around as, you know, a city street or something, and I see, you know, a shadow, or I see a sign that's really interesting, you know, I'll photograph it. And, um, I do have thoughts about, you know, how I could bring together those two film and digital, because, mm-hmm. um, I do notice there with my work, there's a difference between, 
um, how I shoot on my phone and how I shoot with a film camera. And um, I think both are really interesting and I'd love to bring them together. But those thoughts of like people saying, well, why are you mixing digital on film? You know, some, sometimes those come to my mind. And so um, going back to your original point, like I don't, I don't look at them as, you know, I, I look at them as like shoot with whatever you're comfortable with. Um, you know, go for whatever look that you are wanting. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, what, what's your camera set up at the moment then? Uh, right now I'm shooting with a um, Mamiya 645 Pro TL. Um, it's a medium format camera. Um, I've had it for uh, almost a year. Um, before that, I had, um, I still have it, a Canon A1 program. That was my first film camera. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a great camera. I mean, I, I still, um, it's kind of my black and white camera now since I shoot color on uh, Mamma Mia. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my setup. So what's the, um, for you, what's the difference between shooting with uh, the 35 millimeter and the medium format? Is it, you know, do you just prefer the kind of aspect ratio that you get? Is it the depth of field that you like, or is it just how the Mamiya works for you um, ergonomically? Yeah. So, I mean, I, when I jumped into film 35 millimeter, that was like all I knew. And so, um, you know, I shot with that for over a year and, um, you know, I didn't have any qualms about it. It was perfect for what I was using it for. Um, But I reached a point where I was looking at my images and, you know, missing sort of like that resolution, that quality that, um, obviously you get with digital, but, um, you can get with like 120 film and other, uh, film formats. And so, uh, that was my main reason for making the jump from 35 millimeter to 120. Um, like I said, right now, I, I still use 35 mil- millimeter, uh, for like black and white, because I feel, I feel like with, black and white, the texture of it, um, is really nice with 35 millimeter. Um, mm-hmm. but for like color images where I'm really trying to like communicate the feeling of a scene, um, like I try to show it as, as pure as possible. And so I think 120 does a really good job of doing that. Uh, what film are you using for each for the color and for the black and white? Uh, color, I use portrait 400, um, for almost everything. Um, the only exception is I use Ektar 100 for night photography, which um, people always ask, like, why are you using, you know, a, uh, Ektar for night photography? Isn't that something that you would use for a different situation? And um, my answer to them is I just love the color that you get from it, the contrast, um, especially at night. And so that's like my go to film for night. Um for black and white, um, right now I'm still in the mode of experimenting with different films. Um, I just recently got some HP5 um, and uh, Delta 400 and Delta 3200 because uh, I want to try some portraits. Um, but with black and white, I, I'm pretty, you know, I go back and forth between different films. So a bit of a broad question here. It's kind of a hard one to answer. Everyone, everyone I asked this to seems to struggle with it. And I think that's kind of the point. Um, how would you describe your work? Yeah, that is a hard one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say this, like I, my work is a reflection of sort of like my interests. Um, and my interests are 
um, trying to create interesting compositions, um, and then also making images that remind me of home. And I hope that that's what comes through when people look at my work, um, that they get a sense of like, there is something really interesting about, you know, this, uh, the shadow that this sign is creating on this brick wall or, um, the color of the trim around this house, you know, makes me feel like this house is very welcoming or the shot of this park of this swing set or, um, you know, this basketball court or basketball goal, um, gives me memories of like going to the park when I was little and, you know, playing basketball with other people. I hope that's what people get when they look at my images. Um, and that's how I would describe my work is, um, work that just kind of reflects the ordinary, um, the everyday moments that we, um, sometimes overlook. Um, but you know, if we, uh, that, you know, if we slow down and think about it, um, those are the moments that actually bring us, um, good memories. I get the the feeling when I look at your work, um, and I found you through um, the page that you curate. But I get the feeling when I look at your work um, of like really solid establishing shots from great movies. That's why I always feel like when I see your images, it just reminds me of like great insert shots or establishing shots from movies. That it almost pisses me off because there isn't a movie for me then to watch. It feels like a really good tease. Um, (laughs) A lot of the places you shoot, I'm guessing are places that you know very well. Um, You know, is it hard to shoot somewhere new? Is it hard to shoot somewhere you know very well because you almost become too used to it? What's, what's the challenge there? I would say it's more challenging to shoot places that are more familiar because, um, you know, I'll use a good example of this. Um, you know, when I left Arkansas, um, you know, I, w- I looked at everything as it's like, oh, well, there goes, you know, the dollar store or there goes that random ice cooler in the middle of this open field or there goes, you know, this abandoned gas station or something that, um, you know, we pass by on the highway and don't think anything about. Um, mm-hmm. You see those things every day. Um, and you just think nothing of them because they're always there. You don't expect anything to happen. They're just there. Um, and when I returned back to Arkansas after being in California for, um, a year or so, um, you know, and that was after I had really gotten into photography, those moments just really blew me away. Like I was like, wow, these are actually really interesting. You know, like being detached from, um, um, really, opened my eyes to how much I was missing on a day-to-day basis. Um, and so I would say for any place that's like unfamiliar or being removed from a place for a period of time, I would say, um, I don't know if I would say it's easier, but it's a lot more interesting to explore those kinds of places because, um, you know, like I said, I feel like, uh, you know, there's, you, you can just find really, um, you just tend to overlook things when you're, you know, in a place that you're always in. 
kind of lost my train of thought there, but no, no, I, I get you. I'm um, so I'm about half an hour up the road from London. I'm originally from London, um, and it's pretty much like the, one of the go-to places in England for street photography for architectural stuff because the rest of England is generally quite boring. But I find London really difficult to photograph because everything's been done and it's a bit cliche, and I'm just far too familiar with it. Whereas when I go somewhere completely new, it might not have the same um, like. Uh, luster to it that other people would see but I find it more interesting because it's not played out um I, one thing about your work though is the familiarity it feels like every image you really know the place that you're photographing and whether or not you do um I think that's a sign of a really good photographer the fact that you're kind of showing someone in almost as if you're the expert on the place even if you're not um how often are you out shooting uh, well, lately I haven't been out much <laughs> because of this oh, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, coronavirus, but I go out maybe every other weekend to shoot, um, you know, when the weather is nice. Um, I remember there was back in February, I shot for about three or four weeks straight um, and maybe twice a week, which was kind of like a, um, a spurt because before that I you know, maybe shot once in January when I was at home. And then before that, back in early November or something. Um, it's usually when, well, I'll say this lately, I have found that taking breaks between shooting really sort of helps um, me uh, be able to go out into a place and to look at it with fresh eyes. Um, and it's, it's kind of a process thing. I feel like going, just trying to force myself to shoot in, you know, I've heard people say like when you get creative block or um, when you feel stuck, just like keep shooting through it and just keep going and, you know, eventually you'll get out of it. Mm. That doesn't tend to work for me because um, I, you know, to me, I feel like if you, your eyes get tired after a while of looking at certain things. Absolutely. um, and your eyes, just like with anything, like your body needs rest, your eyes need rest. Um, and, and so that's, that's what I've tried to do lately is when I, um, want to go out shooting, it's like, well, am I going out to shoot? Because I feel like I have to shoot, you know, in order to, um, you know, feel like I'm being productive or do I yeah. genuinely want to go out and shoot because like, I have this urge of wanting to capture something that, um, is missing, you know, and, but, you know, when I say missing, um, a lot of, a lot of my work is about trying to find again, places that remind me of home. So when I have these feelings of like, Oh, I actually, I miss home or like, what does home look like? It's like, well, let me go out and explore and try to find these scenes that, um, satisfy that, that missing, um, piece. I suppose the other danger as well, considering you're shooting film, is that if you're if you're in a creative rut and you're not getting the best images, it's an expensive um way oh, yeah. to get your work get your way through a rut is to just keep like blasting through rolls of film. Um I don't I didn't ask, but out of interest, do you develop your own film? Uh not at the moment. I use a local lab. Um I do scan my own film, um, but mm-hmm. that's something that I uh, would like to do is getting to develop I developing my own film. Um that's one of the things that I also like about uh, medium is just how tangible it is. Um, and being able to own that process from 
you know, putting the film in your camera to shooting through a roll and actually processing it. That's something that I eventually want to work towards because um, I, I just imagine that really changes like your perspective on, you know, how you shoot and, and what you shoot. Definitely. Um, so I'm, I, I'm really in love with like Midwest America and Western America, especially retro America, the old cars, the old architecture, the old houses. Um, so I don't really know if I can, I could answer this question, but with the scenes that you're photographing, is there a danger that you could kind of overshoot certain places and almost, um, exhaust all of your possibilities compositionally? Because obviously it's a diminishing, um, a subject that's diminishing because obviously as new things are built and old things are knocked down, um, you don't have that access to like new retro stuff. You only have the old retro stuff. So is it, are you sort of careful to not overshoot when it comes to these places or do you just go with what, what's working with you at the time? Uh, I go with what's working with me at the time. Um, I, I, I do think that there is, that does cross my mind sometimes. Like, am I overshooting um, a certain subject matter? Um, like, for instance, you know, I recently shot through a neighborhood, and a lot of my photos were essentially the same thing because all the houses look the same. Right. And um, and I was, you know, I had these thoughts. It's like, is this a bad thing that I'm photographing the same thing? You know, are other people going to get tired of seeing this? Um, and that's something that does cross my mind pretty often. Um, and so I've tried to, at least with my own work, try to curate it in a way um, and space it out so people don't get so um, tired of seeing the same thing because um, I, f I feel like that's something that is easy. That's an easy hole to fall into, um, especially if you've had success photographing one thing and everyone really likes it. Um, you're like, okay, well, everyone likes the photos I'm taking of like these type of cars or, you know, these type of buildings. Uh, mm -hmm. so therefore I'm going to just continue taking photos of these and it just becomes easy and it becomes, um, monotonous and less interesting, um, at least for me as a photographer. And so, um, it becomes less about the art, right? It becomes more about kind of fulfilling a quota of like sort of um, validation on social media. If you're just doing stuff because you've got good feedback from it, you're not doing it because you like it. You're doing it because you think you're going to continue to get praise for it. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And that's, again, that's a hole that I don't want to find myself in. You know, I try to, um, you know, even if it's a photo that, other people don't like, you know, I remember what it was like to stand there in that moment. Like there's a photo I took of this little house, um, on this open field with two, uh, railroad signs in the foreground and the middle ground. And, you know, most people will probably look at it and say, Oh, this is just a typical like Midwestern scene, you know, just this little country home and, you know, railroad tracks going through this scene. But, I remember what it was like to stand there in that moment, you know, where it was, the air was crisp outside, you know, it was really bright mm -hmm. and just hearing sort of the cars passing behind me in the background and just thinking about like the relationship of like this area close to where I live and sort of the memories, you know, of driving down this highway 
my parents, you know, I going to church and them dropping me off at the babysitter and stuff like that. So um, it's it's those kinds of things that I try to focus on on my own photographs. And if they happen repetitively, if they you know happen over and over again, then you know, so be it. I don't have to share them um, mm -hmm. all at once, you know. But um, I, I just try to focus on like you know, what I'm interested in. You're kind of like, um, so I was trying to pin down what, what you were. Are you like a fine art photographer? Because you take some, some particularly abstract shots of like you put uh, very normal scenes, but you find a really interesting way to compose them. Um, but I don't think you're a fine art photographer. And then I was like, is he a street photographer? But I don't think you're a street photographer because I feel like you're too documentarian for that. Whereas street photography, I feel like is almost looking for repetition or geometry. I actually think in the purest sense that you're like a photojournalist where you're just documenting your memories i guess and documenting what you enjoy and what you like and what's aesthetically pleasing to you and then that if people resonate with that then that's fine but the the, the quota of your work is it is it entirely to sort of fulfill that um memory bank of yours and to sort of journal what it is that you're going through yeah i would say that's that's on point with what um what i'm doing is documenting these places and these scenes and um they're all sort of a response to either a memory or sort of something that I'm going through at the moment. Um, I had someone tell me, they were like, well, all your, all your photos, you know, are kind of absent of people. They almost feel empty or lonely. And um, <laughs> I don't know if that was something I was supposed to take as a compliment or if that was, you know, something that I need to work on as a person, but um it goes back and forth between that and just documenting scenes and places that I find interesting. Um, and when I share them with people, I look at it as something in terms of like, you know, Hey, here's a photo I took of this landscape with these telephone lines, you know, vanishing into the distance. You know, what's interesting about this is like, the clouds above it, it was like, it looks very stormy. Um, you know, the idea of being in this, this vast open space, um, you know, and I have my own sort of thoughts and feelings and memories that I can attach to these photos, but I like for them to be open so that other mm -hmm. people can look at them and be able to insert their own feelings, memories, and thoughts into them as well. So I don't want someone to look at it specifically and say, you know, oh, Ryan really likes cars or Ryan really likes, you know, this particular thing. But I want people to look at them and to uh, really think about sort of like, why is it that I like this? Why, are this, why is this interesting? Or how does this um, relate to an experience or memory that I have? And, you know, how does it resonate with me? Well, I don't think that necessarily the absence of people is a bad thing. I find it funny. People always feel the need to kind of correct other people's artistic um, integrity. So if you photograph, so I photograph weddings um, for my job. I'm a, I'm a wedding photographer by trade. And um, something that I constantly get off of photographers is that they would not do wedding photography. But I've never, ever asked someone if they would. But they feel the need to tell me that what I do is beneath them. It's a very bizarre thing with people. They feel the need to constantly correct other people's sort of artistic um, integrity. I'd say with you, the lack of people is probably really beneficial because 
um, the scenes that you're showing have loads of personality, but if, generally speaking, if you put a person in a scene, the person dominates the scene. No matter how small they are, humans, we're designed to sort, we're animals, we're designed to seek out threat, we're designed to seek out um, who's around. And if there's someone in a photo, we tend to be more focused on them than anyone else. There's actually an image of yours, which I think is of your dad cooking. And even though he doesn't take up the bulk of that frame and he's not the main, main focus of that image, he still dominates it because that's the way it is with people. We seek people out and we seek faces out. And you know, pareidolia is a big part of the human psyche. I actually really like the absence of people in your work. I think it leaves a lot open to interpretation and it actually causes some people to kind of think about what the scene tells them as opposed to just having everything spoon fed to them. Not to go off on a rant or anything, sorry. You know, that photo that you were just talking about with my dad in the kitchen, you know, cooking. You know, I remember when I got that frame back and I was like, oh my gosh, because I remember I was pushing that. It was HP5 and I was pushing it, I think a stop or two. Um, and it was indoors. So that was, you know, even worse. And I was like, oh gosh, it's going to be like super dark. And I, I saw, I was like, I can't see his face. But after you know, I spent some time looking at the image, I was like, you know, I really wasn't trying to define sort of like his facial features and, you know, him as much, but showing like, the, you know, the action of him just being in the kitchen cooking. And mm -hmm. I would say with a lot of my photographs, um, I try to compose them in a way where there is like a subject that you can latch onto, but there's other stuff around it. That's interesting as well. Yeah. Um, you know, for instance, like with cars, I, I use this as an example a lot because I do like photographing cars um, but there's, you know, like the image of the car and, you know, the, uh, the swing set and the little work shed in the background, you know, those may not be the most interesting things, but I think they're important to the entire scene because they, they give context to, you know, the car that's sitting there as well. And so that's something that I like try to focus on when I'm composing these scenes is like, um, there may be like a singular point of interest, but what's around it that also can like elevate it or provide some sort of like context or story around like that one, uh, one thing. Yeah, no, definitely. I am, I'm actually quite fascinated to find out when you go out and shoot, what is it that first sort of compels you to start photographing a scene? Is it like the color or the geometry or is it you just latch onto one aspect like you really like a house or a car and you just build from there what's what makes you first start shooting uh it, it depends on where i'm shooting um for instance there's this neighborhood here um in the bay area where all of the homes are have a very similar like boxy design um and what's interesting is i think because they're all so similar in architecture um, they're colored in these very vibrant colors. And so, you know, you'll see a home that's pink next to a home that's, you know, peach colored next to one that's green, one that's purple. And <laughs> to be honest, coming from Arkansas, like that was new to me, like back, <laughs> no one does that. Back home. Like you, it's just unheard of to see someone paint their entire house pink. Um, yep. and so the entire time I walked around that neighborhood, that was all I was photographing was like these interesting um, juxtapositions of like colors next to each other. Um, but 
you know, there are other places um, that I walk around like Berkeley where um, there tend to be a lot of like old cars on the streets. So um, if I walk around that neighborhood, you know, usually it'll be the cars that catch my eye. And then I'll like take a few steps back, look around and say, see, you know, see if there's anything else that's interesting. Like, is this home interesting in the background? Is there, you know, a tree or something? And yeah, I've actually, I've passed up cars in things that are interesting. Like if I were to just photograph it itself with like against a green background or like a blank background, it would be fine. But I was like, it's too much noise in the background. There's too much other things going on that I, you know, it, it detracts from what um, I'm trying to, you know, compose here. And so um, it really just varies upon like where I'm walking. So you're wandering around neighborhoods with a big Mamiya camera. Do you ever draw negative attention? Is anyone ever bothered by you, what you're doing? Uh, not really. I mean, I, there have been a couple of times um, where someone has asked, Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and my answer is usually, Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm working, I'm doing uh, fine art photography. I, I tell that to just a public in general, because to them, it sounds like, you know, I'm not just trying to take advantage of them or be malicious because I feel like here, um, because there's always sort of that concern about, um, you know, losing your property or losing your livelihood because, you know, everything is changing so rapidly. Um, that that's the first concern people have. And I would say a lot of people come up to me and are like, Hey, where's it showing up? Like, are you a you know, are you an agent? Are you trying to sell this home or something? <laughs> like, no, I'm just uh, right, okay. like, I just find this home like really interesting. And, you know, most people have been pretty nice about it. I've actually had some really good encounters where people they'll have waved me down and be like, Hey, you're like, you know, what are you doing? And it's like, Oh, I'm just photographing. I'm like, Oh, what kind of camera? And then it just kind of falls into a conversation about, you know, photography or whatever they're doing so i mean that's what i I personally love i come to america um obviously when there's not a travel ban but i try and come to america probably two or three times a year minimum um because i firstly i love americans i think um it's great because you basically 50 countries in one country there's all these different um sort of sub sub countries within uh, the united states and one of my favorite things is the fact that you guys just talk to each other like we walk down the street we can talk to people and they're not freaked out by it in england it's not the same thing we're, we're not particularly open with conversation um if i'm out photographing and uh so if i'm doing street photography and i'm photographing the i won't have someone come over and ask me what i'm doing i'll literally just be kind of like followed and kept an eye on and the, the first instance i'll know of someone that's really concerned about what i'm doing is if there was like a physical confrontation if they physically came over and were abrupt about it so i think like america's a lot more community driven and and a lot more open to conversation and stuff so that's a lot better um but going back to when you're out shooting is it the case that you're you're going out specifically in time designated to shoot or do you have your camera with you and when you're doing other things you might just see a scene uh i would say lately it's been more purpose driven like i we'll set aside time, like say on a Saturday, if it's sunny out, I'll say, okay, I'll go outside at two o'clock. And, you know, I don't set a time limit on, my, limit on myself. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll walk around until, you know, it gets dark or if it gets, you know, foggy and cold outside, um, as it usually does here. Um, 
but I, I don't carry my my film camera with me everywhere. Um, uh, like I said, I use my phone. My phone, you know, I, I would say if I'm walking between work and home or if I'm going to the grocery store, um, I'll carry my camera, you know, I'll whip out my phone if I see something that's interesting and take a photo of it. Um, it's, it's kind of evolved over time. I, when I first started and I had my little Canon, um, a one program with me, um, it was a little bit easier to do that. Like after work, I, uh, would purposely take the long wear out home just so I could, you know, take pictures of stuff that would, that was interesting. But, um, it seems like lately I, uh, haven't been doing that. So it's become more like purpose driven. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I think it's because one of the expense, <laughs> um, yeah. but also um, that was one of the things I noticed that changed when I went to medium format uh, with fewer frames, each frame mattered a lot more, you know, it wasn't 36, it was now 15. And so, you know, I, I'm the kind of person where I don't want to shoot through a roll of something and then get it back and say, oh, these are all worthless. You know, I want to be able to look at it and say, oh, like these are really, you know, these are really great. Even if I may have photographed the same thing, you know, multiple times just to get the right, you know, get the right composition for it. Um, I'd rather do that versus just shooting aimlessly. And then, you know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, just shooting for the purpose of trying to maintain, you know, a certain regimen or trying yeah. to, um, appease, you know, a group of people and try to maintain a certain image versus doing what, you know, shooting based on how I feel. So I found you through, uh, Burbs on Film, which I'm sure sounds absolutely ridiculous in an English accent, but <laughs> Burbs on Film is probably my favorite, um, Instagram page for, um, so I have basically three sort of lines of photography. I work in weddings. Um, I do portraiture, which is the, the, um, account I actually contacted you through. And then I have an incredibly poor street photography account. It's like my weakest link. I'm so bad at it. I really enjoy <laughs> it, but I'm terrible at it. Uh, but I found burbs on film and that's how I, um, went on to find you. Um, can you just, for the people that don't know, uh, explain what burbs on film is? Sure. So burbs on film is a community of film photographers from uh, around the world. It's not just limited to the United States, but um, we take photos from people around the world who share a common interest in uh, the suburbs. And we don't define it as just, you know, your typical cookie cutter neighborhood as I think a lot of people think of when they hear the word suburbs. Um, but we try to open it up to anything, you know, that, uh, brings about memories of home, um, being with family, being with friends, you know, everyday things, whether it's like going out to grab ice cream or whether it's, um, going to the pool during the summer or going to the park with your dog or something like that. Um, it's, it's really a community, um, bringing together all of those, um, people, all of those photos, um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a great, uh, it's been great to be a part of, um, I, uh, joined the community a couple of years ago in 2018, I believe. Yeah. 2018. 
Um, it was actually started uh, a few months before that by another photographer. Um, but I, I just remember when I joined the community, I was super excited because um, it was the one community that I actually felt um, like I like resonated most with what I was trying to do uh, with my work. Um, and so it's, it's just been really great to be a part of um, and to be able to interact with people who share that, um, who share that interest. So on the subject of people that uh, shoot stuff that you enjoy, uh, who are your favorite photographers at the moment? On as far as like influenced by or just favorite? Just give me your favorites. Oh, okay. I would say Stephen Shore and William Eggleston have, uh, were like influences for me. Um, but I would say I was also influenced by um, photographers like Justin Namier. He's a local photographer here in the Bay Area. Um, his night work is phenomenal. I mean, he just, um, his attention to like creating these, um, these scenes that feel very, um, nostalgic is just, um, it's just amazing. And he and I, I had the um, pleasure of being able to shoot with him a few times. And it's always just really fun to, um, to go out with him and do that. Um, trying to think of who else um there's a photographer in the uk i'm trying to remember his name now it's oh, i can't remember his name that's so good todd heido is another one um for night photography um i'm really trying to remember his name i can't <laughs> well either way i it's that's a t- that's a little bit of a tough question for me because I I, I try not to uh, limit you know I try to be open to uh, being inspired by a lot of people's work and um, you know I, I'm of the belief that even if a person is shooting something completely different from um, what you're interested in um, there's something to take from that, you know, and it can kind of oh, yeah. pull you in a direction that you may not have seen before. And so, um, you know, I, I follow, um, street photographers. I follow, um, you know, people who photograph a variety of different things, because even though it's something like I said, that I may not be interested in photographing, it may peak, it may pull me in a direction that I, you know, made out of uh, foreseen so yeah i think if you're always just following people that shoot similar stuff to you or just very slight variations of what you want to be doing then you just end up almost following the same path as them and you're not drawing from a wider pool of inspiration i think that's that's usually a problem with photography people tend to really limit their uh, their options with with regards to what they're following and then they kind of go down the same route like at the moment i mean i don't know how much you know about like the portrait photography scene but essentially there's just an entire lane of um people doing the same like girl wearing the the sort of the light glasses or the see-through glasses that are just, they're not even real glasses, they're fake glasses, but um, it's that kind of thing in a coffee shop, through a window, it's all the same lane of stuff and people aren't drawing from sort of a wider pool of inspiration. And, and when you're not when you're not doing that, you're limiting um, yourself and you're not really going to stand out. Um, I think that's usually quite a big problem with photographers is that they're too keen to fit in rather than stand out. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. Ian Howard, that's who I was trying to uh, mention before. Okay. Um, right. So one question I want to ask you uh, for sure, um, and then we're pretty close to wrapping up, but I'd love to know, um, in your opinion, why the film photography community seems to be so much nicer to each other and such a, a nice, friendly community compared to the digital community, which seems to be much more competitive. That's a great question. That's something that really brought me into the community um, that that's helped me close to the community is just the welcomingness and the friendliness of everyone that um, that is a part of it. Um, I think it's because we're discovering something new. We're experimenting with something that, um, there's not a, you know, a standard for, I feel like with digital, um, there's almost like the, the focus is on trying to create the perfect image. Um, trying yep. to, you know, meet, trying to take advantage of all the um, specs that were listed on the sheet that you looked at before you bought the really expensive <laughs> camera. And so it's like, if your photos don't meet that standard, if they don't, you know, if somebody else takes a photo with that same camera and your photos don't look like that, then, you know, it's like you must suck as a photographer, you know. And so I feel like with digital, there's always that sort of, mindset it's like i'm just trying to take advantage of like the camera and what is expected to give me um and that's not to say that everyone is that way but i feel like with film it's so like it, it's so open like you can do so many different things you know oh i accidentally opened up my you know the back of my camera so now my film you know i'm gonna have you know light leaks and flares across, you know, everywhere on my film or, you know, someone tries a expired film that was, you know, has been expired for like 10 or 15 years. And I think it's just that unexpected quality mm. of film that, um, you know, is that people gravitate towards. It's like the surprising nature of it and seeing people share it and like discovering it's like, Oh, how did you do that? And you try to like recreate what that what that person did, but you do something different, and it's kind of like you. This is all these different things happening at once, and um, I think it's just the excitement that around that's around that is what people gravitate towards. And um, you know, I like I said, I've, I've every film photographer that I've run into has been. Uh, so friendly, so helpful, you know, with, with everything from questions that I have to uh, just wanting to talk, you know, about photography and things that are interesting. And um, yeah, I, I definitely would agree with that. Well, I, I think um, you absolutely hit the nail on the head with uh, digital photography is like the pursuit of perfection, whereas film photography is almost like creating a personality and the bond between the person and the camera that, you know, you learn the faults with your camera, you learn where, where it is sort of wearing out and where it's wearing down and what it's not been perfected to do without any issues. You know, I'm a big fan of older lenses that have spherical aberration. They have that lovely swell to 
them. I'm a big fan of um, really kind of dysfunctional light leaks in lenses and lens flares. It's, it's you know, the coatings and the uh, constant technical adjustments we're making to digital cameras. And just for the record, I'm a digital shooter. I'm not a film shooter at all. Um, but I just feel like we're trying to overcorrect everything digitally. And I think that the community takes after the cameras. The cameras are very robotic. I think the community is very robotic. It's all about stats and competition, whereas film, it's about, you know, we're all in this together. Hey, I tried this thing out. You tried this thing out. What worked here? Have you ever tried using this film? Or, you know, there seems to be a lot more of a um, a movement towards keeping the art alive as opposed to it just being uh, a competition. Ryan, it's been absolutely amazing to talk to you. I'm so thankful. You're such a lovely person. Um, but what I want to make sure is that everyone knows where they can find your work. So if you could please give us your social media links and, and so on, please. Sure. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Ryan underscore McSwain. It's spelled M-C-S-W-A-I-N. Um, I also have a website, um, ryanmcswainphoto.com. Um, as of right now, it's probably going to direct you to my design site. I am a graphic designer, so, um, but I do have a photo site in the works. Um, yeah, it's been great talking to you as well. Thanks for having me. I could pretend that you're doing Oh, no, no.